it's Friday, the 26th of February, 2021. Welcome to Your Mentored Briefing, the business headlines you need to know, delivered to you in five minutes. I'm Sean Elmer. In today's headlines, Australia's afterpay businesses announced big losses and big plans to take on the four major banks. Plus, businesses start investing again, and that's good for jobs. Qantas loses a billion dollars in just six months, and Aussie Post becomes a nice little learner for the government. Our lead story today, the most extraordinary stock on the ASX, buy now, pay later group Afterpay, is gearing up to take on the big four banks in transaction accounts and will raise at least $1.25 billion to buy a larger share of its US business. Afterpay went into a trading halt yesterday ahead of the raising, but its share price is up 270% over the past year. Its shareholders have become very wealthy. Co-CEOs Anthony Eisen and Nick Molnar yesterday said they intended to transfer 450,000 shares each, that's about $60 million each, into private funds for charitable purposes. All this good news, and Afterpay still hasn't made a profit. Yesterday, it reported a loss of $77 million for the first half, more than twice the level of a year ago. The key metrics for the group were going the right way. More income, more customers, more merchants. In fact, there's now 13.1 million people that use Afterpay, and it will launch Afterpay Money shortly to compete with the major banks in transaction accounts. Its main competitor in the local market, Zipco, reported an adjusted loss of $140 million for the half. Its metrics were positive too. The buy now, pay later groups have emerged from nowhere five years ago. They are hot. They will eventually run into regulatory challenges, and they have to start making money at some point to justify their incredible share prices. But there's no doubt they will take on the banks and put some more competition into the market. And that's a good thing. In overseas news, India has introduced new regulations for the technology giants governing how they do business in the world's largest democracy. Google, Facebook, Twitter and Netflix will all be caught up. Australia regulated the tech giants, now India. Europe's talking about it and there's pressure in the US to rein in their power. No wonder Facebook fought so hard with the federal government about the rules. How's this for a fight? Elon Musk versus Bill Gates. The Tesla founder, Mr Musk, has bought $1.5 billion worth of Bitcoin and is a leading proponent of the cryptocurrency. Microsoft's Mr Gates said he thought Bitcoin was a mania and unless you had as much money as Mr Musk, then you shouldn't invest in it. For the record, Mr. Musk is worth $190 US billion. An interesting story out of New Zealand. The Ardern government has given the Reserve Bank of New Zealand the job of keeping housing affordable. Prices in the land of the long white cloud have surged in recent months, causing a political storm. Now that the Reserve Bank of New Zealand has been mandated the job, it may have to lift interest rates to keep a lid on prices. But of course, that also stifles growth. Talk about a rock and a hard place. That's the news from around the globe, and this is your mentored briefing. Let's go to the local stories now. There was mixed news out of capital expenditure figures yesterday. New spending rebounded 3% in the December quarter. That's good because the government needs the business community to start investing in new jobs, new projects, and business as usual but spending is still expected to fall by between 5 and 7% this financial year. 
Qantas reported a net loss of $1.1 billion for the first half of 2021 financial year as the COVID-19 pandemic decimated the business. Revenue was down 75%, but the group said its domestic airline business was now generating positive underlying cash flow, while its international business losses were being offset by a record Qantas freight performance. International travel is expected to restart at the end of October. Qantas's restructuring continued, with plans to save $1 billion a year from 2023. That includes about 8,500 job losses. Australia Post has become a nice little learner for the federal government, which owns the service. It made $167 million for the December half, in large part due to revenue of $3.4 billion from its parcel delivery service. Volumes in the delivery business were at their highest levels ever. Its letters business, however, is losing $74 million a year. More than 23,000 litres of Australian wine was turned away from Chinese ports due to labelling issues last month, according to reports in the Financial Review. It came as China's Vice Commerce Minister said Canberra needed to do more to improve trust and cooperation between the two countries if it wanted bans on coal, wine and other goods to be lifted. Facebook will return to publishing news on Friday, according to Treasurer Josh Frydenberg. The media groups and tech giant are currently negotiating commercial arrangements between themselves. The announcement came as the media bargaining code passed Parliament yesterday and became law. And Fortescue Metals Chief Executive Elizabeth Gaines has apologised after the iron ore miner cleared land on a cultural heritage site in Western Australia without the presence of elders. The actions breach the agreement between the miner and traditional landowners. Rio Tinto last year suffered enormous financial and moral damage after destroying 46,000-year-old rock caves against the wishes of Indigenous Australians. And all the miners are, quite rightly, very worried about another similar event. That's your Mentored Briefing for today. Don't miss out on any updates from us here at Mentored by subscribing to our newsletter. Visit mentored.com.au to stay up to date on all the latest. I'm Sean Aylmer. Have a great day.